Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're live from the warehouse. Come see us, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Sounds of the Week right there, brought to you by Ken Garf, West Valley Ram. Get a new Ram, tr- a Ram truck for less with employee pricing plus when you stop by during the Black Friday sales event. Visit them today. Uh, Gordon, let's uh, get on out to the Sprint special guest line. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease. Now through December 26th, visit a Sprint store nearest you. Of course, you see our next guest on AT&T Sportsnet. Sometimes doing color with Bowler, sometimes doing studio work with Alema Harrington. Of course, he is Big T, Thurl Bailey. What's up, Thurl? Yeah, I'm all over the place, man. I'm going to be up there with you next. He is uh, a man of many talents. Do you know that a Thurl once allowed me to go to his house to interview him? Thurl, I don't know if you remember that, do you? Heck yeah, you're unforgettable. Uh, that was, <laughs> I mean, I yeah, was trying so to... we, we had a great time. You're, you had a terrific story to tell, and uh, yeah, Thurl is, uh, yeah, do you know anybody that. that doesn't like Thurl? Nope, he, he I, might I don't be know the most... A, person that doesn't like Thurl. Might be the most hey. popular dude in this state. Thurl, are you, gonna, hey. you should run for governor or something, man. <laughs> hey, trust me, they're out there, especially if I get the politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big T, let's talk about this Jazz team. Um, they looked like a different team against Minnesota. The ball was moving. We saw, of course, uh, the blender was back or so it seemed. Now they just need to figure out a way to repeat that. Yeah, no question. And, and that really is the key is, you know, why can't, and that's the kind of the question that I hear from a lot of jazz nation. Why can't they continue to play that way? Well, every, every team presents a different problem, obviously a different issue, different matchup. And, you know, the jazz are still trying to figure out what that chemistry and consistency looks like. Uh, the one consistent thing I think, well, maybe it's more than one. I'm talking about more than one player, but, You've, you've had guys like Donovan Mitchell and and Bogey be somewhat consistent on the offensive end, and Rudy uh, making a bigger impact this year. So uh, it's one of those things, guys, where I think you know if you wanted your team to to if you wanted to pick a time where your team was was playing really well and peaking the right time, and you had to pick and choose that, uh, I probably wouldn't choose now. But I, I do see a lot of progress. Uh, you just can't have a lot of backslides, especially against teams like the Warriors tonight. So, Thurl, uh, circling back to what you were getting at there as far as the ball movement goes, what can the Jazz do to make that work no matter who they're playing? Uh, is, is When they go up against Minnesota's not a great defensive team, we get that, and you guys made that clear the other night, but can they do that against good defensive teams? Well, I, I think... The, the issue is that other teams have game plans against the Jets. So there are some things that won't be able to work. I mean, we've seen that. There are teams that, that read Rudy's role and they, they don't allow him to get down in that paint to get that pass. There are teams that cover the three. They don't allow that blender to, to kick on like, like we saw it the other night. So it, it's really incumbent upon the, 
the the players because Quinn Snyder is the kind of coach he's not you know it's not one one thing or nothing I mean there's options for everything and once these guys kind of understand how to play instinctive to to what the the defenses aren't giving them there's enough weapons out there I mean you guys you see that there's enough weapons it's just a matter of which weapon how many weapons are going to be on that night for the Jazz and just imagine if if you know you had you had three guys with 20 more or, or more the other night uh just imagine if you know the bench is rolling as well uh, I see the Jazz going on a nice run here with with the way things look on paper and the way they played the other night, I, I don't see any reason why they can't uh, start to, to get on a significant run. On top of that, Big T, the schedule really gets a lot easier. You guys uh, flashed up a graphic uh, during the last broadcast. The next 20 games, the Jazz have the easiest schedule in the league, and they have zero back-to-back. So this would seem like a, a good opportunity to iron out the kinks and start playing some good basketball. Well, it is. You know, as, a, as an ex-player, I always say easy is relative, right? I mean, on paper, it looks the, the analytics tell you that this Jazz team should win out against a lot of these teams that are playing below 500 basketball. But you guys know, I mean, you, you've seen it that, you know, teams will come out if you're not respecting them enough or you're not, uh, you know, get, trying to really get up for a win and come out of the shoot uh, the first quarter with that, that gate that we saw kind of last night. You can – you can look at this Jazz team and kind of tell in that first quarter, that first five minutes, if it's going to be a long night because they haven't had one of those nights where they haven't played well in the first quarter and all of a sudden they just blow the team out in three quarters. The Jazz, you know, you can really tell a lot about that first and third quarter. And if if they're playing uphill a little bit, it could be a long night. But I think this team ought to be able to make some statements. And I think this should be one of those kind of statement games that, Listen, this Golden State team is one of the worst teams in the league, and we're trying to make a run here. So what kind of game is it going to be? Because sometimes it's not about just winning. It's how you win and what message you're sending. Along those same lines, Thurl, uh, nobody wants to see Mike Conley get hurt, obviously. But is there some usefulness to him being able to sit on the bench and watch what's working now and and uh, mentally process that so that when he does come back, he can implement it himself. I think there is some validity to that, uh, Gordon. Um, you know, in, in a small way, I did that most of my career. I didn't start most of my career. I came off the bench, but it gave me an opportunity to kind of watch the game. And, you know, Mike's is a little different because he's not playing. But every player wants to play. And I... I don't think it's better if he sits and watches because, you know, that's just time missed. I think I believe the Jazz are better with him in there. It's just a matter of him kind of getting in his own groove. But the thing you can't do as a team is wait on Mike. You know, Mike's got to come in and kind of contribute based on, you know, how he can catch up to what the Jazz are doing pace-wise and scoring-wise and uh and, and not try to rush it, let it come to him. You know, he's been in the league long enough to know. But I think there is some advantage to that. I mean, I think we saw some of that with Ricky Rubio last year when he was injured and Donovan Mitchell took over as the point. 
Joe Ingles plays that point forward as well. I think when Ricky came back, um, I think he, he was able to find something within uh, where the Jazz were at that point. Thorough Big T Bailey with us on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 uh, The Zone. Uh, big T, talk a little bit about Donovan Mitchell. Um, obviously, he was terrific against uh, Minnesota uh, the other night, but is he making the step as a basketball player that you expected him to make this year? There's no question he is. There's no question. I think uh, playing over the summer really helped him uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, playing basketball overseas and and also being kind of pegged as a, a leader on that that team that played in FIBA. And so I think at the end of last season, what I read from Donovan was that um, he was kind of worn out. Right, he said something about I got to get in better shape, um, but I also think that he has matured. I mean, right now, this young man is—you know—he's the number one score in the league, pretty much in that paint area. Uh, and with his size and the ability to be able to do that and 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 have that mid-range game, when a lot of a lot of pundits don't think that mid-range game is effective and and that it matters, but Donovan is able to. To, to use that to his advantage, but also be a playmaker and a three-point shooter um, and not feel like he has to do it by himself now with, you know, right now Joe alleviating some of that point responsibility and, and Bogey alleviating some of that scoring responsibility. So I think he's, I think he's playing like a possible all-star this year if he can keep it up and keep it consistent. Thoreau, what do you think is the key to ha- or keys to getting that bench to play uh, the way they do on the good nights rather than the bad ones? <laughs> Boy, I wish I had that answer. Um, you know, a lot of it's just the mentality, right? I mean, some of it is, you know, when I, as a sixth man, I pretty much knew when I was going to be going into the game. I think Quinn's starting to get his rotation, so to speak. Uh down where guys like Moody A and Jeff Green know that they're going to go in uh, and and have to be effective. So a lot of it is having an opportunity to see how the game's going. I, I know that if the game wasn't going at a pace I thought it should go, I I tried to go in and and try to you know force not force my will, but try to implement things in my game defensively and offensively that could 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 uh, start a spark. I mean, we've seen the Jazz come out a little a little sluggish, a little slow in games, and then there's there's been guys that would come off the bench like a Moutier with his physicality getting into the paint or Jeff Green, um, you know, doing what he does and, and change, kind of change the game. How can you change the game in a positive way? That's a, that's a huge step. You know, you got to have, if you want to take that next step, your bench, you look at what the Clippers are doing, right, with, with a guy like Lou Williams. Um, and maybe we don't look at it to that degree as far as scoring for the Jazz, but collectively that bench has to be as consistent as we expect the starters to be. 
Big T, real quick uh, before we let you go, I know we've uh, we've asked you about the thirty for thirty on ESPN about your your NCAA or your NCAA championship run with the with the Wolfpack, but they were replaying it the other day, and uh, we had it on in the background as we were doing the the pregame show. Uh, I was doing the show with Coach Chiesa, and uh, Coach just kind of out of the blue, he goes, "Jake, how cool is it?" that uh, a game during that magical run, a game against Utah nonetheless, but a game in that, uh, that NC, uh, NC State run happened in Ogden at the D Event Center. How cool is that 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 game took place at your future home? <laughs> it's really cool. you got to love Coach Gordy, man. Uh, I, it, it, it's really cool. I mean, you, 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 if if you really know the story and the journey and you've seen that documentary, then you've got a kind of a deeper look at what the entire journey looked like instead of just the, the pinnacle of it, which was beating Houston. Um, it never gets old, never gets old because people like you and Gordon and other people who have seen it kind of bring it up and, and it's always relived, especially this time of year with the Jimmy V classic and, and the push for, to cure cancer, but, uh, you know, it is amazing how being a part of something like that, something like that, that doesn't happen every day or every year, even, uh, just kind of lives on and, and into generations. I mean, I get young kids coming up to me after during the broadcast and saying, I saw you 30 for 30 and they're like 10, 11 years old. <laughs> and, uh, and so it, it's a great feeling. It really is. And it's, it's just a blessing to be a part of something uh something like that for history's sake there was something i've always wondered about how intimidated is a lemma that you have such an eye for fashion uh, lemmas are not intimidated lemma, we've got a sharp looking crew man you know we don't try we don't try to compete you look at the lemma and he's he's dressed to the nines we you know we may have different styles but you know i think we might have one of the best looking crews uh, in, in NBA basketball, when I look at some of the, you know, the other shows, some of the other things that guys are doing, you look at the, the fashion, not that I'm like looking at myself and saying I look good, but I'm just saying that there's a certain style we have that, uh, you know, that makes us who we are. And I, I kind of learned that when I played over in Italy, uh, just cause I like clothes and I, I've always wanted to be able to, to find something that fit. Obviously I have to ma- have my suits made, but, um, yeah, no, Lemma's, come on, man, Lemma's in that mix. He's looking sharp as well. But uh, we like to dress up. We like to dress Let me know when you're ready, man. I can get you hooked up. Yeah, I bet you can. See, the thorough, <laughs> you and your tailor make a heck of a team, I'll tell you that. <laughs> You know, Thanks, you're talking man. about that. Uh, you're talking about the TV crew being so, you know, well put together and well dressed. And then you make this short walk down the hall to the radio studio. <laughs> find the completely other end of the spectrum. Hey, <laughs> true, that's why, true. That's why. That's why you're on radio, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> yep. Uh, Big T, you're the best. Thank you so very much, and we'll be watching on AT and T Sportsnet. All right, guys. I appreciate you. See you, Thurl. Thurl Bailey. Uh, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280. You, you brought it up. That is cool. That's a, a moment in time that uh, that, that uh, NC State team, and it's so weird to watch it. And we know Thurl, yeah. you know, and he was a part of that. And the, the fact that it, that was such a, a memorable time. I still remember Jimmy V running around on the floor after he won 
looking for someone to hug. Well, if you've heard Thurl talk about that, he was looking for a, a very specific player. He couldn't I, find And him. I'm trying to remember which one it is because he, he would hug that player after every single game. And so they win the title, win it all, and he's just running around looking looking for that specific player to give him a hug. And I'm, I, I should look up the roster. Uh, I wish I could remember who it was. And then for Jimmy to uh, to have uh, suffered the difficulty he did after that and to leave such a lasting legacy and for people to rally around that moving forward for generations. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Come on by and see us. And, of course, uh, don't forget about their brand-new Orem location, 86 East University Parkway down there in Orem. Our good friend Tom joins us once again. And, and Tom, it's so great. We've we've had a, such a great response from our listeners. It's great to see him coming in and, uh, and getting taken care of. Yeah, we've had a great response this afternoon here in Salt Lake. And don't forget, in Orem, we're doing the same deal at our new store in Orem. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be there all day. And I'm going to give anybody who comes in and mentions Gordon or Jake or The Zone. I'll even throw in Austin because he's the king. We do love Austin. Austin says something when we were off the air about his new bed, that he got an adjustable bed. Yep, and he has changed his life. Well, I'm telling you. It will change your life. If you've never experienced it, come down here. We'll give you a simple demonstration. It's cheaper than a decent mattress. Uh, And the average queen mattress is about $800. I have an adjustable bed, head up only, with a gel-infused memory foam mattress for $499. I have a head up and foot up setup for $799. I have with massage for eight ninety nine, and then I have the daddy of them all for twelve ninety nine. Lumbar, USBs, LEDs. It's the best deal we have ever advertised. Then don't forget, you want a California King, fourteen ninety nine, and then if you want an unbelievable mattress, a four thousand eight hundred dollar setup on the mattresses, I'll do the whole deal with adjustable bed, both mattresses for fifteen ninety nine. Can't do that, Tom. Race tells me I can't do it, but everybody has their own agency, correct? <laughs> I can do whatever I want. You know, Tom, you mentioned what Austin said about his adjustable. Austin, are you there? No, I've gone home. Yes, I'm uh, no, here. No, I, I want to make sure you were listening. Put it in your words, man, because you you got one of these adjustable beds. You love it. Yeah, my my wife and I have never slept happier or better in our entire lives. It was the best decision we've made in our entire existences, and I'm just so happy that Tom doesn't like to make a lot of money so that I could afford it. (laughs) Hey, Jake, we've talked about sleep studies. Yep, we have. Sleep affects your productivity like nothing else. If you can get eight hours of good sleep, and I'm telling you, if you are not sleeping well, the likelihood that your mattress sucks, there's no better way to put it, your mattress sucks. So come and see us. If you're on a tight budget, I've got the best deals in town. Nobody beats our prices. Nobody. Nobody in the country. Nobody. And then I've got the king of all kings. I've got the king daddy. And I'm going to show you this off the air, Gordon. I've got a setup that like $14,000 $14,000 deal, and I'm going to do it for $2,900. Lumbar, USBs, plug-in for your computer, an AC plug, LEDs underneath. The remote has a flashlight. It's got 24 settings of massage, head and foot massage. Head up, foot up, 
lumbar support. It even has head tilt. Hmm. What do you mean? What's head tilt? If you took the top of your adjustable bed and broke it into six sections, mm -hmm. just the head part tilts oh, up. Wow. Not Sweet. the whole back, just the head part. This whole package, I'm going to do it with a 14-inch, one of the best mattresses in the industry. I am not allowed to advertise it. You come in here, I'll show it to you on Amazon. On Amazon, it's $11,000 deal, $29.99. Unbelievable. If you want the best, that's the best. 1967 South 300 West here in Salt Lake, 86 East University Parkway in Orem. It's the warehouse. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live, hanging out with Tom and the gang down here at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. We'll be here throughout the Jazz pregame, so still plenty of time to drop on by and see us. Don't forget about their location in Orem as well, 86 East University Parkway. Join Scotty and Hans on Monday, December 16th from noon to 3 at My Hearing Center in Sandy, 8941 South, 700 East, Suite 204. Go hang out with those guys. Uh, Gorham, uh, Gordon, uh, we've been so busy today. We've covered a lot of your list. I guess we have one item, one list one item, item left. remaining. And it's something that you and I have discussed in the past, but I want to get your thought on it. Okay. Uh, I forget what the name of the player is from the NHL who had uh, – he was kind of ripping all these people who have been uh, calling for hockey to eliminate, eradicate fighting. And – it it uh, when I read the story, it made me. Uh, I I have done a three. Uh, I've done a one eighty, not a three sixty. Carl, Malone. Um, on this topic, because I used to really get ticked off at the the fighting on the ice because I thought it was unnecessary. I thought it was just a sideshow. I thought it was kind of ridiculous, clownish at times, and I thought hockey should get rid of it. But the more I studied it the more I think that fighting in hockey, they're policing their own game out there on the ice because there's no way the officials can catch everything that happens. And when a player is using that stick as a weapon against an opposing player, uh, there needs to be a consequence for that in case it's missed by the officials. And usually that consequence is a punch to the noggin. Uh, what do you think about it? Do you I, excuse it at all? Do you see a reason to continue to allow it, or do you think it's gratuitous and that the referees should be able to handle every indiscretion that happens on the ice? I I think that uh, absolutely fighting should be out of hockey. I find it ridiculous that it still exists. I do not for one second buy the policing argument. Oh, come on, Jake. So, so you're they, I, I played hockey. It happens. It is not ridiculous. Listen, are, are you trying to tell me that who was who was that bozo for the Browns that uh, swung his helmet? Uh, swung oh, his guy, yeah. uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Uh-huh. So you're telling me that in, in the NFL that Miles Garrett would not have swung that helmet if he were allowed to fist fight somebody <laughs> during the game. That's ludicrous. That is absolutely no, That was an isolated ludicrous. incident of something that happened. In hockey, there is constant contact. 
And in with, football, with, there's not. Well, in football, they're not carrying a stick with them. They're carrying a helmet. That's my point. I know, but you don't, you don't, yeah, too. but they don't take a helmet and whack each other upside the head of it, it in the middle of the happened. action. It just yeah, happened. but it ha- it's it's rare that that so, happens. A hockey stick is is can be dangerous, and, so, it, it, and it, it's painful. And uh, guys, about- guys, fi- are disincentivized to to use their stick, to wield their stick in a way that is that is harmful to others and to the performance of others if they know they're going to get their comeuppance. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Gordon. You're you're right. Olympic hockey is a cheap shot fest. You're right. Olympic hockey, they are. They're swinging their stick at every noggin that's out there on that ice. <laughs> Olympic I, hockey I is not NHL hockey. It doesn't matter. It's hockey. Yeah, but that's, and, and in high that's, school, that's a whole different that's a whole different kind of you hockey. You know, high school hockey, they, they have such a problem with uh, with. <laughs> egregious stick assaults because they don't let their players fist fight each other. So think about that for a second. And by the way, it goes how, on about all a, the time. how about a little something called self-restraint? Self-restraint? No, you're missing the whole point. And the point is that this stuff happens. And so there needs to be some way for players to clean up the game this way. And that's the way they do it. So it's not just a matter of gratuitous fighting, a sideshow. It is. Because everyone says, no, no, it's more. It's more than just that. It is not. And anybody who hasn't played hockey at a high level, you know, the pond hockey or anything else, uh, can't really speak to it because you've never been out there on the ice facing the challenge. So, so let me get this straight. When you were in the Whalers farm system <laughs> back in your day, uh, the only thing keeping you from... Nice unis they used to have, The too, only huh? thing keeping the you from, from braining your opponent with your stick is a fist fight. So you, instead of, you're like, well, I could punch him in the face with my fist, so I'm not going to end his life with my hockey stick. Do you, like, the, the ridiculousness of that argument is oh, so but it, extreme. But, but, but it works. Oh, it, it, it works. Yeah, so would if, just being if, if, a, there, a, if it was left to the officials to make the calls, uh, then you would see all kinds of stick action going on. on you on you are just using the only argument that anybody can come up with but jake, that, but jake i've talked to enough fist I've, fighting I've ta- in I've a ta- sport i've talked to enough high level players about this very topic it changed my mind because i used to be like you but then i listen op- i opened my mind and i opened my ears and i listened to what they were saying and i understand the skepticism on your part however there is uh, there is an idea of usefulness to the whole what's going right, on right. beyond just, OK, look, if we don't fight, then people won't sit in the seats. Yeah, Jake, people open your mind to, to violence, will you? Yeah, right. I, you well, know, the game is violent to begin with. You it found just some, is. some people to tell it's you that. Well, I could, I can find some people to tell me that Elvis is alive and well and living in Topeka, Kansas. But I'm Kansas, talking about. And it I'm doesn't talk, make it I'm any talking more about true. hockey players who make their living on the ice. Don't care. That, <laughs> well, that, that, well, that, that logic, carries some credibility. That logic is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. No, I, I think you need to study it out a little more. And maybe, you know, because I, I remember uh, many years ago I wrote a column uh, just giving hockey the what for for allowing this fighting to go on. And uh, so I've, I've changed my mind. Uh, and then maybe I could have my mind changed back. But right now. 
the words of these high-level hockey players I've talked to about it, uh, they've brought me along. I don't know why we have armies and police anymore. Let's just fight each other and and police it all. It'll be fine. I, you know, in college hockey where there's Come on, no- that doesn't work, you guys. We're talking about within the framework <laughs> of a game. So there's no fighting in college hockey. How many dangerous incidents happen every single year? I, I'm just telling you that the tradition of hockey at a high level, the NHL level, that's the real world. It's and a- that's the world that these hockey players are in every single night, and they face it, and they don't want fighting outlawed because they want somebody to be able to enforce the rules. They Because they don't want to get whacked upside the head with a stick. There is one reason why there's hiding in Focky. Focky? <laughs> Do we need to dump that? There's, there's, there's one reason that there is fighting in hockey, Gordon, and that's oh, to man. put butts in the seats because it's a sideshow. No. It is 100% no. a sideshow, and no. it is ridiculous no. that we see, have sanctioned see, fist fighting in a the, pro the, sport. The, the problem it's is ridiculous. that the incentive for the players at the NHL level is, uh, I mean, we're talking about big, big dollars. And so – in college hockey, you know, they're just out there skating for a stipend. But when you get into the NHL, the stakes get – they raise to a point where guys will do almost anything to gain some advantage. And this is the way – So let's let them fight. Great idea. <laughs> it's just – it, it's it doesn't work that way in that, any other sport. Uh, it doesn't because no other sport do they, uh, do they whack each other upside the head with a stick. Football is every bit as physical as, as ice There's hockey. no stick. There's no high sticking involved in football. Did you not see Miles Garrett hit the guy with his helmet? One time. What do you mean one time? Well, it happened one time. Oh, you are so What do you this stick high, right. high sticking in hockey happens on a regular basis. What about, what about the ankle keep... twisting in football that happens on every play? Ankle <laughs> twisting. What, you got a Doberman out there biting someone's it's ankle? It's happening on every pile. What will Gordon be wrong about next? You can find out next segment. We're live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. More next. Open your, open your ears, open your minds. At 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse here in Salt Lake City, 1967 South, 300 West. We'll be here through Jazz pregame as well, so stay tuned for that. Quick uh, breaking news, Gordon, it is official. Jalen Johnson is going to the NFL draft. He released this on his social media, released a statement. He said, uh, these past three years have been some of the best of my life. This place I call home gave me more than I could have ever imagined, and I am eternally grateful to each person here that played a part in making me the player and the person uh, that I am today. Thank you. You mean more to me than I can express. To my teammates, you are my brothers, my family, and I am grateful for the friendships we have made that I know will last a lifetime. To my family, you are uh, my why everything I do. Uh, everything I do is for you guys, which is why at this time I feel it is in my best interest to forego my senior year and declare for the 2020 NFL draft. Not a shocker. Amen, brother. He, he uh, that was very nicely done. And uh, a big old thank you from him to the program that helped develop him. And it is time for him to go. He is going to make himself a whole lot of money and have a terrific career in the NFL. I, uh, you know, what I like best about his story is that he worked so hard to graduate. Did you ever hear him talk about his class workload? 
You know how football players sometimes get the the you know the reputation for taking easy classes mm-hmm. or light schedules or those sorts of things. Not not Jalen Johnson. He, I mean, his whole plan was to come here, play for three years, and go to the league. Yeah. And he ended up getting his degree in three years. And I, that, I really that's respect am- that. that's amazing. That is amazing. That is amazing with all the responsibilities that go with football. For a guy to be able to do that, a tip of the cap to him. He, he so degree in hand. He goes off to the NFL, and uh, he is ready to go. There's no reason for him to continue to play at the University of Utah, although they'd love to have him. And each case is different. I mean, Tyler Huntley came back. Zach Moss came back. Uh, some of the defensive guys came back, like Bradley and I, and Lucky Foto. I know it's it's each person has to come to the own conclusion it works best for them. I got nothing but respect for Jalen Johnson doing this. And he's a heck of a player, and he's going to make a bunch of money, and uh, good for him. Do you think he's the top draft pick out of uh, off a team that uh, is going to have quite a few? I do. Uh, think about it for a sec, um, though. There there's some players who who may challenge him for that. I suppose uh, Lucky Foto. Bradley and I, I don't know. It depends on the crop of defensive ends this year. Um, However, the uh, you know, edge rushers are so highly valued in the NFL. They are. Days. And Zach Moss, I, I definitely think, is going to be drafted. But the thing is, is the position he plays, running backs always seem to get bumped down. So I don't know. I don't know what round you would say he is. But if, if I had to make a bet, Jalen Johnson, probably the highest uh, drafted player out of, uh, well, really out of the state. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. But the other guys, I think, are pretty highly thought of as well. So, man, it's not often you get to see that many, that much talent playing on one team. And it does. It makes you go, well, what if? What if they had brought their A game? <laughs> nah, don't pull the scab off again. That that That's... Saturday in Santa Clara. Mm, yeah. It happens. It happens. But... The idea, and we talked about this a little bit with Jordan Love, the, the idea that people used to get mad when guys would leave early, uh, not not anymore. I mean, I hope I hope that doesn't happen very often because these guys have nothing to gain by going back. At least some of them don't. It'll be interesting to see if he plays in the bowl game. Texas has a big-time receiver, so they could really use his help. Yeah. Yeah. So is he going to play or not? Well, I don't know. He's declaring himself eligible for the NFL draft, but I don't know if he will, you know, is just a declaration mean that he's not playing or will he hold off on hiring an agent and play in the bowl game? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I And that brings up the whole other question that you and I talk about sometimes is should he? I, I personally, I would prefer to see him play, but I can certainly understand if he doesn't. But as far as leaving early and, and missing out on his senior season at Utah, although Utah fans and coaches would love to have him back, uh, no, no real reason. No. no Especially uh, since he already has his degree. Well, I mean, what are you going to do with that? Yep. Yeah, I just like that part of the story, though, the, the degree part. I know you don't believe in the concept of student-athlete, but I do. And I, What do you mean? I like it when these guys get their degrees. Well, whatever. You think that uh, that has no worth or value whatsoever. I have never said that. That is exactly what never you say said every time hey, look, we bring up this subject. I'm not the one that made the pronouncement, and Austin knows what I'm talking about. I am not the one that just declared that these guys should be professionals, even at the college level. I, well, I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. I don't know who that is, but it's not me. 
Sure sounded like it. All right, joining us now, we're live at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Uh, of course, don't forget about their Orem location, the brand-new location on University Parkway and 86 East. He's our good friend Tom. Anybody up, Tom? who comes and sees me tomorrow in Orem, I'm going to give him a jazz shirt. All right. That's what I like to hear. You, you won't get it, though, unless you mention Gordon or Jake. How are things going down there, by the way? Good. Things going well? Good. Community responding well? Good. Well, you have the best prices on the planet. Well, so when not word, a as word gets out, I think you're going to be swamped down there because my experience in Utah County, the folks down there like good deals. And if you want a good deal, Tom, you're we the, are you're selling the man. a lot of adjustable beds down there. Uh, I, I sold one. Um, I wasn't there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week, but I was there Monday, and I sold a gentleman. Uh, mid-60s. They'd been looking. Uh, one of our competitors had a deal for $4,900, and they said it's the best deal in the state. He came in and bought a king-size twin XL, so split bed, so he and his wife could be different positions, sleeping comfortably. Uh, and this one had massage. The one theirs didn't have massage. The mattress comparable he liked it a little bit better i sold it to him for twenty two hundred dollars instead of 49 wow he said they went to a couple of the big boys and the big boys were in the six thousand dollar range for the same package so if you're looking if you've been wanting if you've seen them maybe at the state fair at the home show and you've seen them four thousand to eighteen thousand dollars i just showed gordon when we were off the air uh, a package that I looked at uh, at one of my competitors on Monday that was $14,000. I basically have the same package for $2,999. My math is not great, but that's $11,000 plus off. That's wild. I think, you know what? That's impact money. I mean, that that's saving that kind of money has an impact on your life. Hey, th- this is you want the very best You've been, quote-unquote, trying to figure out how to do it. This is the opportunity to get it. And if you'll come in today, tonight we'll be in Salt Lake till 7, Orem's until 8 o'clock every night, except Sunday. We're closed everywhere on Sunday. I'll get it to you, deliver it to you, set it up before Christmas. For 40 bucks. For four, Well, I'm only doing that today only. Oh, okay. And when I say that, if you come in tomorrow and mention that, I'll do it for 40 bucks. Awesome. Delivery and setup. We're talking about two hours worth of work. This is... Uh, two guys, they'll set it up, they'll assemble it, they'll sync the remote to the, the motors, they'll make it so it works perfectly. If you have an existing queen bed or king bed, they put it inside. You don't have to get rid of your bed. You just take the slats and the box spring out. The adjustable component fits within your existing bed. Boom, 40 one, bucks. One last question for you, Tom. How how long does the average mattress last? I mean, uh, that's the, something people probably wonder about. Maybe they can tell because they're a little uncomfortable. There or is what's called the Sleep Institute of America that says you should change your mattress every 8 to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And there's studies that show that if you've had your mattress for 10 years, it has 30 to 40 pounds of dust mites. Oh, wow. So not only does it affect your body, it, it affects your health. Change that mattress every 10 years. Probably a pretty good idea. 
somebody came in today and said, what do I do if these motors go bad? If you think about it, the adjustable base, you use the motor for what, 20 seconds mm. a day? They don't go bad. Mm. Th there are problems, and they don't work if you don't change your batteries in your remote. Mm. But that's pretty that's easy. That's pretty easy. Did, yeah. he say, pretty easy. did he say 40 pounds of dust mites? Yeah, that's pretty gross. I mean... <laughs> Uh, get on in here. Yeah, get it, get it swapped out. Uh, queen, queen specials, four ninety nine head up. The unbelievable deal because I watched TV for three days. Eight ninety nine for the most incredible deal. I've never done anything like this before. Queen special. Take All advantage right. of it. Nineteen sixty seven South, three hundred West or eighty six East University Parkway in Orm. Uh, Gordon, you enjoy your weekend, sir. Yeah, you too, Jake, and uh, thanks to all our listeners. We do appreciate the fact that you tune in. Jazz Game Night kicks off next here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I hate goodbyes. I won't have to work until Monday. Woohoo! All right, well, have a good weekend.